city of justice, a city of love, a city of peace for every one of us. We all need it, can't live without it. A Gotham city, oh yeah. Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, powered by thebatmanuniverse.net. Check out the Batman Universe for this and many other great Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me is... This is Donovan. Yes. And we're uh, holed up in our little, you know, Kimmy Schmidt-esque bunker to hide from uh, the, the virus that everyone's trying to inject us with to make us become, you know, angrier, more Disney Power Ranger referencing versions of ourselves. Uh-oh, it's CP through the vent. <laughs> oh, <laughs> is that a Simpsons reference? Yes. <laughs> I love how that's all it took. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. We get each other. Before the kid fell asleep tonight, uh, he was watching uh, Simpsons, and it was the Malibu Stacey episode, and I love Kent Brockman. Well, you were right about the Berlin Wall. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, Alice Tech's virus. Um, that's still a thing, and it's... <laughs> It's, uh, there's no other way to say this. Evil Lee Tompkins. Yeah, Lee has the virus. Little old Leslie Tompkins from Park Row of the Bronze Age, who later became like the bitter, oh, Bruce, why are you always like, you know, fighting Mr. Zaz? You should hug him instead, Leslie Tompkins, who then became the (laughs) Leslie, like, (laughs) I will kill Stephanie Brown, and then became, actually, I didn't kill Stephanie Brown, I just did insurance fraud on her and, like, faked her death. Uh, She... She has the virus. I mean, I don't even know if we need to, like, you know, <laughs> recap this. And if you're listening to this episode, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure that you watch the show, right? Like, please, evil. <laughs> What's the? <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that's that happened. And I know the show, like, you know, made Barbara Keene evil. I know that it's done like weird things and. Uh, you know, maybe Penguin and Riddle are gay for each other. For some reason, just, like, the abruptness of, like, Dr. Leslie Tompkins, or, you know, known in this universe as Lee, being evil. <laughs> it's just, it, it's something that, you know, 24 hours later, um, because we're recording this, you know, the, the night after it aired, I'm, I'm still trying to get over But I guess before we go too deep into this, let's do our general thoughts of the episode, and we'll start with, you know, the only other person here, Don. <laughs> what about you? I enjoyed this episode. Like I, I like towards the end I was like, this is actually a really good it honestly, it almost works as a season finale as well, just because of like all like the things. Like it's very, you know, like season finale esque or Empire Strikes Back esque where like at the end all these characters are put in these like situations where you're like man like how are they going to get out of this and the stakes have like never been higher like even though you know bruce is recovered like alfred you know is seeing him like dragged off and he's like completely insane this virus has infected the city gordon and lee are both evil uh well i mean Gor- <laughs> <laughs> lee's now evil just like gordon. So gordon like slightly more so than before <laughs> fish, fish is back and she's like <sighs> You call this the gang war? Back in season one, we had gang wars that would have blown your mind. Come, Oswald. I'll tell you why. Yeah, uh, and it's like, why is Fishback? What does she want with Oswald? There was just, like, 
so much stuff like setting the stage at the end that like I was really like you know and I I hated this whole I've made no secret that I've had this whole Alice Tech virus you know storyline, but this episode I felt was like a really strong run aside from a few things that I particularly didn't like about it obviously, <laughs> but and, and I'm still getting over Lee being evil but it was really an engaging episode and the ending was like one of those like you know what's going to happen now like you know how will how will the gcpd get out of this one um so how will gotham city get out of this one like this isn't one of the series best or anything but this is my favorite the the last time i liked an episode like you know more than this was um was that jerome mid-season or there was a lot of midwinter season finale finale. yeah like the the, episode where like jerome and bruce went to the carnival and he got his face punched off you know that 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 was a that was a strong episode, <laughs> and I'm not saying that this one is as strong as that one, but like you know, this is the I've liked this the most since I've seen that one. If that makes sense, I will grant you that it's a very strong like cliffhanger. It definitely sets up a very a very like like you, you got to see what happens next. Um, and honestly, this episode wasn't that bad. If I'm being completely honest, like it, 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 we've we've had way worse episodes uh-huh. this season. <laughs> um, the Mad Hatter wasn't in this one, so that's good. But like yeah. it, his virus was, but yeah, at least he wasn't. Well, the thing is, like you know, if you've listened to the, the Gotham Chronicle podcast for the last three years, you understand my thought process seeing certain things. And I'm not going to pretend that Lex Luthor is like one of my favorite characters, but like it's it, to me, it, it's it's like democracy. Certain things, you know, there has to be a line that 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 you know we don't cross. And it's not like they killed her off or anything like that, but it's like this is this is one of the weirdest things. This is this is this season's Clayface. You know, you freaking turned one of the most harmless people in Gotham Gotham comic books into like this vamping, like maniacal. I'm going to help destroy the city, supervillain, and, and say like that. This is the real me. It's just like what the. Fuck? <laughs> it's just like 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 Gotham, whatever. So that that honestly like like. It's mostly like that. That was a critical hit for this episode for me, and I, I like the Hugo Strange scenes, but like really, I, I was just, I spent the entire forty minutes just kind of face palming based on that alone. But we'll, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, I gave my general thought, but let's start with the whole Lee Gordon plotline because that's let's rip the bandaid off. Yeah, that, that, that's my biggest takeaway from this episode. You were texting me because you were able to see it uh, before I was because I was working. Like that, like she looked like Morticia Adams, and like <laughs> she did. And I laughed when like Gordon like goes into her, her house, which like has all the lights off, just like every single house and go- like there's no electricity in Gotham. Sometimes it's like everything's like lit by window or like candle, and like he's like lay, 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 and she's like was in the room the whole time, like just like standing in the corner. Like, I'm over here, Gordon. Like, Pretending to be a grandfather clock, like, <laughs> yes, hello. And, and, and I was pretty mad at Gordon for, like, there was those two cops outside of Lee's place, and he's like, you go, I'll take it from here. And as a result, he gets kidnapped and is forced to take the virus. And, like, not only that, but, like, it's a cliche for someone to say, you're off the case, you're too close. You know, Batman the Killing Joke, the animated movie, I'm looking at you. But this is one of those situations where Gordon very well should have been off the case because... This is his ex-fiance, and he's killed her husband. So, like, this is way too personal for him. So not only should he not be involved in this, he should not be going in there by himself. And he does. And, you know, look what happened. I Here's the thing. When she took the uh, Alice Tetch 
virus uh, than the last season, or the last season, last episode. Um, from what we've seen so far, granted, Mario and Barnes had kind of you know, a slow reaction to it, but they were kind of, they were kind of ended up just being generally violent. Um, but now it just turns people into be- to bad guys, like. And uh, it- I'm so confused. And maybe maybe their their ex their excuse for this crap is that like you know well Lee's a doctor so she'll be different than she won't be as violent she'll just be more methodical but but it's like okay here's the thing does it just turn people it just it obviously just turn people violent does it just turn them like plainly evil does it like brainwash them because she's carrying on like you know like I love you Jim and I love the darkness inside of you he's like hey Lee how about you and me get together Saturday night I can't I have to go to my husband's funeral. Funeral? Why would he have a <laughs> Okay, no, that's a little labored. <laughs> We're going to get one in there, though. You, you killed him! You're standing over his dead body right now. You shot him five is times. Is that what that thing is? <laughs> um, is that why you're in a wedding dress? <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, like, they pulled this whole, like, you know, you know, I'm attracted to the violent Jim Gordon, the dark side that you crave, and you bring him in, we can finally be together. And this doesn't sound anything like the character or what, what she's been doing or saying this entire season. It kind of just, they, they kind of just pulled like a very cliched, sexist, femme fatale card and assigned her with it. Now, granted, it gives Marina Vicarin a lot more to do than she's done this entire season, possibly this entire show. Got to be enjoying this. Sure. And, and I'm happy for the actress. But this is really like, I wish that like they could, this could have meant, I wish that if, when she took this virus, it would have been a lot more unpredictable or a lot less cliched. Because right now, it, I, I'm just finding it to be really, really, like, kind of dumb and insulting. Um, if you must turn Lee into, like, a, a gibbering monster, do it in a way which which, which can be kind of, like, dramatically dramatically intense and, and have a lot of pathos. But it's, it's like, you know, like, like she just shows up and got and, and GCPD, everyone has, has their guns on her. It's like, hold on, I cannot, I buried Jim Gordon alive with my bare hands, and you have this much time to save him. I never said I killed him. I just said I buried him alive in a coffin, and that his time was up. Jeez, why does ever? I, I hate it in fiction when people do that. Like, <laughs> uh, like uh, there was an issue of Red Robin a few years ago. Actually, more than a few years ago. It's almost a decade old now. Where like, where, where uh, one of like the allies that like Tim Drake had is like, I was sent here to kill you. As she like takes out a weapon, and everyone freaks out, and it's like the cliffhanger. And she's like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! I said I was sent here to kill you, but I'm not going to obey those orders. I'm actually on your side. Like, gee, you know. Like, and and Sean. Yeah, Shashan from Amazing Spider-Man, where she's like <laughs> raises a knife at Flash Thompson and like, and now to finish you off. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I just wanted to cut your rope. Well, like, um, uh, before we go too far, uh, I think it would have been better if the actress were given a, a chance to like actually act and like you know portray subtleness. Look at her, like, like she's dressed in all black. She's wearing like this sort of um really heavy, almost Egyptian looking uh, uh, eyeshadow. It's it's just it's it's, it's a sixties. Yeah, but Tech Iris gives you like <laughs> flamboyant like makeup skills because like look at Barnes last episode and look at like Lee. <laughs> Honestly, for the Dragon Ball fans out there, she's like Majin Lee, where it's like she might as well have an M on her forehead and, and veins popping out of her neck. Like it's 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 too it's too over the top. Is my problem, and because it's too over the top, and I can't take it seriously. That that's just really like you know distracted me the entire episode. I was texting um, your friend Jan, of all people, actually, and, like, we were, like, talking about, like, we're both really confused, and and I've kind of given up on trying to figure out, like, how the virus is supposed to affect people, because I thought that, like, it kills you fast. I thought that, like, that was the point early, like, in the season, that, like, when you have the virus, like, you're not much long for this earth, but then, like, we were talking about how, like, Barnes had it for a while, 
and he was walking around like everything was fine for a few episodes before he went all executioner. And it didn't make Barnes like evil at first per se. It just made him like it accentuated what he already believed in. Like he was all about justice, so he be like became like more warped in it. And Mario was like jealous, so it made him like more super jealous. And and Mario, it took a little while to um, affect too. And like that's what Jan and I were talking about. We're like, well. I guess, you know, Barnes got, like, a drip from, like, the ceiling, and, you know, Lee just, like, you know, went bottoms up and, like, injected herself, and then Jan said, yeah, but um, <laughs> but Mario got it, like, straight in the neck, and I was like, okay, yeah, that's true. Well, so. maybe maybe their idea is that, like, because Leslie blamed herself for Mario's death, because the Matt Hatter told her to, she thinks that she's thinking, like, you know, I'm, a, I'm not as good as a person I thought, maybe I'm a, a bad person, and this just accentuated the, the ideas and the feelings that she thinks that she's bad, and because she's bad, that's how she can be with Gordon, because she sees him as bad, which I th- think is, is still kind of, like, convoluted. Um, like, even if that's the explanation, it's, it's, it's still, it it doesn't have to be this way. (laughs) Damnation. I I kind of had fun with it, but I'm still like, like, part of my brain's like, okay, this is kind of funny and hilarious, but another part of my brain's like, this is Leslie Tompkins. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, it is funny, but like, I'm kind of more like, (laughs) I'm mad, (laughs) kind of thing. Like, (laughs) why is Leslie Tompkins doing these things? And, and, and her plan was kind of, like, clever, you know, like, I know this is going to sound stupid, but, like, I did think it was kind of, like, clever to, like, put Jim in this, like, situation where the only way that he can survive is to, like, take the virus. Um, that being said, when she walks into the police station and, like, everyone, like, turns their, like, gun on, and how many times does, like, someone, like, walk into GCPD and, like, <laughs> attention everyone and everyone, like, wait. I am Oswald Cobblepot. Wait. Let them speak, like, you know, all the time. I'm trying to get fired. <laughs> like, like Lee, Lee doesn't have any weapons, and, like, they all have, like, you know, stuff on her, and she's like, I want a coffee. Somebody get this woman a coffee. I, I, I guess Gordon told them that, that she stole the virus at the time. So. Well, it, they all knew at that point. I mean, there was people, um, you know, staked out outside her apartment because they suspected as much. Although, like, you know, they went away. <laughs> it... I'm one one big con I had of this episode was honestly like Bullock's leadership skills because he he just let, <laughs> oh, that's that's new <laughs> he he let Lee walk in there and like do whatever she wanted and like you know and, and then Lee I promise I'll let you go if you tell us where Gordon is and it's like strip that man of his captainhood and then like Alfred you know remember last episode when you like broke the law by like going into this interrogation and we let you do it and you like stabbed a woman in the hand um <laughs> we're lucky that she's dead otherwise we'd have a major lawsuit on our hands anyway can you do that again <laughs> to that guy right over there oh bitty wong uh sure no problem cut to commercial cut back <laughs> bitty wong who we made call the python uh jokes last year on the podcast and like Last night I had to like I, tape, about that. I had to like tape it to like because he he talked like call the python like trust in me trust in me like, we even had like a whole thing in the blooper section where it was like that Mowgli scene but in any case um <laughs> there's that part where um he and Lee are like in the jail cell next to each other and he like looks at Lee like fascinating and Lee like stares daggers at him and he like walks backwards and I taped it to show the dawn I was like he's slithering like a snake like. <laughs> But he, like, walked backwards. He's like, whoops, <laughs> time for me to get away from sheer calm. I kind of I want to see her start, him start wiggling around like he's a snake. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I sent you the video, so, like, so you knew I wasn't, like, just, like, you know, 
tripping or something like that. Well, it's like, a scene earlier in, this, in the episode where it's like, you know, like, hello, Bruce, nice to see you again. And then, like, you know, he's like, hello, Doctor Strange. Fascinating. He's completely docile. I just like, I just love that he never stops doing that. He never talks normal. He misses Peabody. He doesn't have anyone to deliver the scientific expertise. And he's always dressed in these sweet suits. That like, like, where did the Court of Owls get that for him? You're under arrest, Strange. Oh, I think not. <laughs> that doesn't. That's not what the script says. I mean, um. <laughs> and, and and then even Alfred's like, "I'll let you go, okay?" Like, like that reminded me of, of Twenty Four because like Twenty Four is another Fox uh, program. There was a lot of like, you know, if you help me, tell, t- t- this is Keith Sutherland. If you tell me where the bomb is, then I'll have the president give you immunity. Like that happened every season. So that reminds me of like a, of a Fox show trope. Well, at, at the very end of like Scandal this season, you know, like when Olivia Pope, aka Scandal, finds out that like Cyrus Bean, like basically orchestrated like the assassination of the president elect and everything that happened this season. He's like, "What are you going to do? Are you going to arrest me?" She's like, "No, I'm going to nominate you for vice president." So you know, there you go. I guess not letting bad guys go is the new arresting or letting bad guys go is the new not letting bad guys go i guess <laughs> well we'll see how, well, we'll see how the next few months play out in america but yeah like lee oh my i am hoping that i don't remember if i said this last podcast or not but like i do want now that like she like is a villain like i want to rematch with her and barbara you know because that's always fun the lee barbara fights although barbara's kind of squawky in, in this season she's like i want what i want right now and she's wearing these like fur coats that are like bigger than her and like making Demilla. She is not the character that she was, like, the first half of season one. Like, that's like... <laughs> she never was. <laughs> yeah, that's completely... And in fairness, we hated that character, but... Uh, I, well. I, so my, my final thought... I want to say my final thought on this is that... I don't know if Gotham, Gotham can really justify this, besides it being, like, you know, a big theme for the finale. Um, and as you said, there's no cure for this, right? So... I mean, I guess they're going to have to make a cure because the whole city is about to be infected now. So it's like we need – and if there is a cure, like is Barnes going to come back to work with like – you know, Watch, watch Bullock like, you know, Gordon, well, you know, while you were gone, Lucius made a cure. We didn't see him make a cure, but he did. Yeah, yeah. This is not in this episode, but he's like – we had Lucius like, you know, like relay the frequency of your walkie-talkie. So we know we that told you're Lucius in, like, what was going on during those scenes where he wasn't in, and he did this. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> he was having lunch with Alan and Montoya. Harvey Dent was their waiter. <laughs> and my ex- it was at that night owl's like like painting. And my ex and my ex fiance who couldn't swim was there too. Like it's all of the forgotten Gotham members are like you know with Lucius Fox and the Scarecrow. Uh, yeah, I mean it, it's not like he's like a dangling plot thread. You know, or anything like he—he he, he was in a mental hospital last time we saw him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking Whoa. like looking like Michael Leyland. Um, I don't know <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> podcaster, yeah. junior podcaster. Yeah, yeah that, that, that was season one. Um, but yeah, you know, I did like the whole Gordon buried alive thing, and I—I I was actually laughing when, like, you know, they're like, "Oh, where's Jim? We haven't heard from him." And like, you smash cut to like, you know, Lee like with a Gordon, you know, sack like over her shoulder, putting it in her trunk. And Gordon wakes up in a cough, and he's like, ah, I've, lived, I've lived in worse. This is roomier than Lucius's trunk was. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, it was funny, because it reminded me of Kill Bill, Volume 2. Um, and uh, it was one of those things, it was one of those things where it's like, it reminded it also reminded me of Batman R.I.P., where like, he breaks out, you know, Gordon breaks out of, like, a bar- being buried alive. Um, but apparently, I mean, I know that he had superhuman strength, so he could do it, but, like, it reminded me of Criffin's Last Hunt. It reminded me of Batman R.I.P. where it's like, you know, 
all those hundreds of pounds of dirt and, you know, grass and mold. But Gordon's, like, you know, crawls, you know, rises from his grave and, like, one arms a guy into the air when he gets back to GCPD headquarters. Well, which, like, I was like, okay, Gordon has the virus. How is he going to be any different than, like, usual, like, you know, yelling at people and, like, <laughs> shoving them out of the way like he's the president at a NATO conference? Topical. And um, <laughs> it, I don't know if you've seen that video or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's like, ah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> I'm going to have to take them, or did Bullock tell him, I'm trying to remember if Bullock told him to take the virus, or like, um, or if Jim was like, I, I think both, both of them were kind of going back and forth on it, I think, I think Bullock it, did at one point. It's like, it's like, I can't take the virus, Bullock, if I do, I'll be a yelling, loudmouth, you know, cop who breaks the rules, and like, you know, and is always overly violent, and like, you know, roguish. I can't be like that. And Bullock's like, and? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <wait. laughs> yeah, he's like, I can't be. I'm a monster. Yeah, and then he becomes a monster at the end. Yeah, I can't be. <laughs> and then Strange is like, actually, Jim, we have some news for you. We actually gave you the virus in the middle of season one. <laughs> You've been on it this whole time. Well, that explains a lot. <laughs> no wonder yeah. I killed Mario. <laughs> and that random guy and that random mob guy at the beginning of season two and like James Fran James yeah Fran. no wonder I shot Falcone's like random like bodyguards at his son's <laughs> wedding no wonder I no wonder I've done that, that horrified Jan, Jan more than him shooting Mario she's like what did he just do <laughs> I thought he killed him the first time I saw that we talked about this on the podcast like, yeah, he, shot, he shot him in the legs and like you know just let them bleed out like a hero like Falcone's like, I have my own, you know, men to, like, you know, help find Mario. No, you don't. Like, <laughs> it's, those people have families. Like, even if he didn't kill them, like, they could have health issues. Like, hey, 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 Josh, it doesn't matter, because Gordon's a badass, and he's do he did what he had to do. <laughs> I thought that was, like, a, what was that, like, theme, like, Breaking Bad or something? Honestly, they, like, Gotham did that exact thing. Remember, like, in Gordon's house when, like, uh, Bullock showed up after his ass was trying to kill him, and, and like, you know, gosh, Gordon, what a day. You're telling me, let's go get a drink. And then Gotham did the whole, like, <laughs> like, Gordon seemed as bluegrass or something. <laughs> oh, Gordon, will you ever stop being so roguish and awesome? I actually texted Stella, like, you know, a little teaser of, like, what's been going on. She says, is that the last episode of the season? I said, actually, we still have two hours left. So, like, we have time to, like, you know, wrap this all up. Like, we have, uh, Bruce has to go back to normal. The entire city has to be cured. We have to find out, get some sort of a quasi-resolution, or at least, like, you know, to the whole Penguin Riddler Penguin thing. Penguin Riddler have to, have to finally kiss. Butch and Fish have to finally kiss. <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah, the court, and... Poison Apparently, like, according to the description i mean we'll talk about the sun futon critic but like it, it looks like the lee gordon thing is taking like a turn that like i don't think that it's ready to take it but you know here we are but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later but uh the whole bruce thing first of all the temple shaman for like episodes he's like bruce you must forget about the anger of your parents death forget about being angry about it don't be angry about it and then like it's like so bruce these people killed your parents Aren't you angry? No. Come on, Bruce, get freaking angry. It's like someone's been telling you not to get angry this... Oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> and then those people all die, which horrified me at first, because I I didn't realize how much of a zombie Bruce was until, like, later on in the episode, where, like, okay, he, he he's absolutely drugged, but at the beginning, it, 
well, I, he, like, I, I think he did have a reaction at the beginning. He had a reaction, but I felt like he should have, and not that I want him to be Batman yet, or like that he's ready to be Batman, but like, should have done more to stop it. Like, he basically, like, it, it's kind of like Nightwing uh, when Blockbuster died, to, to, to bring up something that you argued about with someone. <laughs> that like, was all Nightwing's fault. He killed him. Well, like, and Nightwing did blame himself, but like, he didn't kill Blockbuster, but he stood by and watched Blockbuster die without, like, at least trying to stop it. And, like, that that's why he felt guilty. Right, even uh, though he was exhausted and kind of mentally destroyed. Well, and also, like, what people forget, too, is, like, Blockbuster made the point that, like, you know, if I die, like, you know, your entire problems are solved. Because Blockbuster was kind of doing a Kingpin Born Again thing at that time to Nightwing. And, like, he was making a point, like, you know, like, you would jump in front of a bullet just to save me because that's the kind of person you are, even though, like... Well, after you save me, I'm going to, like, do all these things to, like, everyone that you love. So, like, it wasn't just that he was exhausted. It's just, like, part of him also wanted Blockbuster. I mean, and that's that's getting into another thing right then and there. And I don't really consider that. Read Nightwing 93, people. You'll enjoy it. Don't, don't, don't. (laughs) You can't tell them that without warning them about the last few pages. And then read our interview with Devin Grayson. Yeah, um, (laughs) I, I don't even know if I should say any more about it. Google Nightwing 93 before you read it. Just be, just so you're not completely shocked by what happens to Nightwing on the last few pages. And it's horrible. Uh, Must be 18 or older to read. Yeah. But yeah, but, but, but Bruce, you know, I guess like Dick Grayson in Nightwing 93 is completely drugged. So, okay, that's kind of it. And he's, you compared it to Patty Hearst at the end. And like, yeah, when he's like yelling at Alfred, you know, like, oh, this can't be stopped. And it's Gotham like, must fall because I've been told to care about Gotham falling. I'm glad that the Temple Shaman, which, uh, you know, he's dead, just like Catherine, two characters this season who I didn't care for. Um, he's dead, so we'll never see any of those flashback needles again, I hope. And uh, But I'm glad that he pushed the button, because even though Bruce was drugged, had he pushed the button, I felt that that would have been one of those, like, characters. Yeah, Alfred, Alfred uh, said that, you know, you, you will never come back from doing that. And, like, the Shaman was like, oh, for heaven's sake, and he, like, did it himself. <laughs> like Thanos, I'll do it to myself. When did Thanos say I'll do it? Okay, we can. Age of Ultron. Yeah, but like he said, he said I'll do it myself. That was that was two, in Phase Two. <laughs> that was two years ago. <laughs> He's done, Jack. <laughs> Is someone tapping but, your microphone? Oh, sorry, I was tapping the phone. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's coming through. But um, I, it was weird because like the Temple Shaman was so was so calm, but then he like he's like you know oh do it or whatever. And then, like, you know, basically, like, suicided by Alfred. And then he says, you know, like, find the demon's head. He's behind the court of oh. owls. Who's behind Indian Hill? Who's behind okay. Hugo Strange? Who's behind Magic Malone? Who's behind Framing Ivy Pepper? Yeah, no, okay, we, we absolutely have to talk about that because we have more answers now on two different things. First of all, this whole Gotham falling thing is because... They think that if Gotham falls, it'll make Bruce Wayne into a hero. So, like, they're doing this so Bruce Wayne will become Batman. But, like, they planned this a long time ago because I guess they knew that Bruce was the hero Gotham needed because he punched a ro- Like, I, I don't even know how they would know. Like, Rosal Yeah, were they spying on him? And why would they start? Well, like, I mean, Bruce was, you know, like, bossing people around in season one. Like, you know, going to the Wayne board saying, you know... I'm going to tell on you and stuff like that. And like, and you know, helping Selena throw junkies out windows, fighting Jerome and stuff like that. So (laughs) it's, so it's not like they 
wouldn't know what he was doing, but I feel it weird. Yeah, that because, like, it's, like, wouldn't Bruce be in the papers or something? Like, I feel that, like, this requires an explanation of him being specifically spied on for years. Otherwise, it's, it's and in this, it's still completely contrived. Like, why would they, why would they start doing that? I, I, I still don't know why, you know, with, in the Batman comics, the murder of the Waynes, it always starts as a thematic when that happened, you know, Gotham kind of got darker because they were so rich. But now, in, in this, in this series, it's, it's literally, like, the Waynes were people that we didn't want to die for various reasons that we won't get into. But when they died, Gotham must fall. It's, I don't know. And I guess Batman begins to something similar, but at least that, that felt a, less, a lot less, like, contrived because there, there was a passage of time. Not like, you know, two years and then, you know, Gotham must die. I'm so confused. <laughs> it's, yeah. okay, so, like, Roz, I mean, I guess we'll get some answers when he comes, but, like... Ra's al Ghul somehow knows what's happening, you know, like, already wants Bruce to be his heir, and based on everything that Bruce has done in the show so far, that's all together. And we go over this every episode, this whole, like, Wayne's murder thing, but I feel like we have to, because this cleared it up a little bit, but it has become convoluted. So, I don't know if I should do this backwards or forwards, but I guess let, 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 let's go backwards with, like, you know, from where we know. The League of Assassins were controlling the Court of Owls, who misunderstood their leader, the Temple Shaman, who's not the leader of the League of Assassins, but he's the leader of the Court of Owls, but he works with the League of Assassins, who misunderstood the Temple Shaman about what to do about Thomas Wayne, so they killed Thomas Wayne because he was going to expose Indian Hill, which was a partial Court of Owls. I, I don't know if he knew about the Court of Owls or if it was just Indian Hill that he was exposing. To what but, extent did the Court of Owls want Hugo Strange's experiments to, to, like, you know, happen? Right. And, I mean, and I guess it was going to lead to, I, I don't like know. They, they, wanted, they wanted people to come back to life, like the Talon thing? And, like, he's a superhero. He's going to expose them. But, so, the Court of Owls to protect their assets and to protect Indian Hill and uh, uh, level 33 from Smaller, like whatever it was, had Hugo Strange hire Matches Malone to murder the Waynes. I'm trying to remember how the Wayne board was in there. I guess because the Wayne board was part of Indian Hill and they're part of the Court of Elves. Because we've been told since like season one that like the Wayne board was like a part of this somehow. And then like it looked like Lovecraft had something to do with this, but he, um, and, and I, I, I say this every week, I need to watch that episode again, because, like, he figured out that something was going on, which which was probably either Indian Hill or the Court of Owls before he died. And then Mario Pepper was not really involved in the whole Court of Owls thing. The GCPD just framed him separately because they wanted, like, a headline that they solved the crime before the next news cycle. And I don't then, know if they framed him, but like when they suspected him and he ran and died, they just no, went, they was went with the idea that that, that was because that's because that's what happened. Because Penguin was it was Fish and the GCPD, aka Bullock, like working with them to frame Mario because they planted the pearls there. Like the, the, that was like the whole plot of the first episode, that, and that's what Alan and Montoya were mad about. Hmm. Like, that's what Alan and Montoya, before they left the show, were investigating. I see. This <laughs> is like, I, I need to draw a chart. Like, <laughs> Honestly, the, the, the Gotham Wikia page probably has an explanation. 
as of this latest episode, the reason why like, they died. Just the way that I laid it all out here, because then, like, you go with, like, Mario Pepper, and, like, okay, so the League of Assassins hired the Court of Owls, who hired Hugo Strange, who hired Matches Malone. I'm actually looking this up right now and see if, it's, if anybody has any idea. <laughs> Is this more complicated than the whole Lou Moxon thing? <laughs> All right, let's see. Uh, locations. Okay. Bruce began to look into Thomas and Martha's death, and Detective Jim Gordon vowed that he would solve the case. When confronted by Sid Bunderslaw, Bruce Wayne was told that Thomas and his mother had kept quiet about their illegal activities at Wayne Enterprises. Before being let out of Wayne Enterprises, Lucius Fox told Bruce that his father was a very guarded man and kept, oh, his, right. and kept his true self hidden. I forgot about the whole Vanderslaw thing. And Lucius, oh. Two years after the death of Thomas and his wife, Martha, Bruce tracked down the killer who was revealed to be Patrick Malone. Bruce thought against killing Malone and walked away. Malone subsequently committed suicide. Although the killer was identified, Jim still planned to find out who put out the hit. And that's as far as the wiki has it. Oh, there's, there, oh, there's a there's a tie-in book. There's a prequel tie-in book that stars Thomas Wayne called Gotham: Dawn of Darkness, which places two months before the death of their of of them the pilot. That that can't be officially licensed. Uh, hmm. Titans books, eh? <laughs> I, I, I we have never heard about this. I mean, um, what's it called again? Gotham: Colon Dawn of Darkness, and it has Alfred Bullock and uh, Bruce on the cover. Gotham, Dawn of Darkness. Yes. At the plot is, is like a very small paragraph. At two a.m., Thomas Wayne sits in a secret underground portion of his study, the Batcave, slowly realizing that he is hearing strange noises coming from his study. After making a brief call to the police, he arms himself with a handgun and makes his way up to find a ransacked a ransacked study. Making this his way to- book was released in November of twenty sixteen. Yeah, <laughs> it says Goodreads. Um, Google Books. Okay, the author's Jason Starr. I just can't believe that this is officially licensed. We've heard like nothing about this. And Grant Dustin told me actually the other day that like Titans, di- Titans uh, books have been doing a lot of like Batman tie-in stuff for various reasons. Like probably Dawn of Justice stuff, probably um, Arkham stuff from the Arkham games. I'm imagining. Apparently, like I could buy it along with the Flash, the Haunting of Barry Allen, and Arrow: A Generation of Vipers. I, I, I've actually seen those at bookstores, so I knew that, th- that those were things. Writing the official Gotham. Okay, it says it's official. It was reviewed by the New York Post. But here's the thing: we watch a television show, which is the core canon. And we have to look this crap up on, like you know, tie-in stuff to figure out if we, if we, if we understand yeah, what's going on. If, if anything, of like you know, being a geek has taught me about tie-in stuff is that like. If it's not referenced on the show, then, like, it's irrelevant, usually, because Latin stuff gets, like, contradicted. Mm-hmm. Like, especially, like, being a Star Wars fan, like, you know, you have this tie book. Like, at long last, you know, like, the secret history of Boba Fett, you know. Several you know? times. Yeah, like, and then, like, and then episode two happened, and it's like, explain this secret history of Boba Fett. <laughs> well, also, um, uh, like, they're not going to explain something that we need to know for the show in, this in, is the in, official prequel to the hit. It keeps on saying official. They're not going to explain something that we need to know for the show, to watch the show, in a tie-in series that, that wasn't sufficiently promoted. I would read some Gotham prequel now, because, like, you know, if... Wait. No, still hell away. Who is that on the cover above, um, next to Bullock? That's not Alfred, is it? Wait, D- Dawn of Darkness? Yeah. Alright, hold on, let's see. That does not look like Alfred. At least to me. That is... A, are you looking at the same thing I'm looking at? Yeah. 
uh, Bullock like, with a gun and, and Bruce. Bullock with a gun, Bruce. That is awful. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's All right, awful. Let me, let me look at the cop. Okay, it is tied in books. Okay, so so this is legitimate. Um, this is legitimate. Well, maybe we'll review it over the summer, folks. <laughs> also available, The Haunting of Barry Allen, Arrow Vengeance. Arrow There's Generation. another one coming out. Uh, it's, called City of, it's not out yet, but it's, it's on its way out called City of Monsters. <laughs> A City of Monsters. <laughs> A City of Love. <laughs> A City of Alex Tex Blood, Master B. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I the th- again because again the thing about the prequel novels is like you just need one writer of the show that con- in fact that happened with Smallville because Smallville would do these like tie-in comics and tie-in novels and stuff and then like later seasons of the show would contradict it like there was like a mobile phone website or something that was doing like the Adventures of Oliver Queen when he was on the island and his origin but then like later on like the show did their own version of that where like Tess Mercer was with him the whole time. And uh, Lucius Fox's uh, alias on this on this wiki is, is Foxy by Edward Nigma. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Wow. Anyway, what, uh, on that because there's still actually so much other stuff on the show. <laughs> um, Strange and Alfred. I mean, you know, we, we talked about Bruce pretty much, and then that and that's what led us to this whole like rabbit hole. So, like, I'm afraid to go back there and fall down the rabbit hole some more. So. We talked about Lucius being after. I mean, before we talk about the only other plotline of the show, which was like the the gang war, you know, like version five. Like, I just want to make sure that we have everything covered from like the main plot. And I guess it sounds like we do. Lee was crazy. I can't believe that. Like, this is Leslie Tompkins. Gordon shouldn't have gone there. We didn't really talk about the whole Penguin Riddler thing. Well, th- that's what we're about to talk about. I mean, I'm just All making right. sure we're covered with the Alice Tech stuff first. Like, uh, let's see. Strange, you know, an Alfred scene was wacky, and uh, <laughs> Alfred shouldn't have let him go. I did like him. When you wake up, what do you mean when I wake up? Punch. <laughs> that was that was not telegraphed at all. Should have known better. Strange. <laughs> yeah, for someone who's always so analytical, like he like wakes up. I don't understand. Fascinating. He knocked me out. I lost consciousness. This will require further study. I have no one to talk to anymore. <laughs> the, the ghost of, of uh, Peabody should like be following him around like nap, ghost napper from Team Four Star. Strange. Do you think it's a good idea to like set a virus loose, making everyone in the city evil? Honestly, Peabody, no. But what else do I have going on right now? Twenty seventeen's been a really weird year for everyone. <laughs> We're still all getting over this post election funk. <laughs> I never really processed nine eleven. <laughs> where, where, where did that come from? Was that, was that the office? Didn't Ryan yeah, yeah. say that? Office, like Ryan said that with like to Kelly, and he said it like almost ten years after nine eleven or something. He's like, he's like apologizing to like Kelly for like his, their breakup. He's like, I'm sorry, I just never really processed nine eleven. <laughs> like, um, okay, so this gang war plotline, which. Uh, it sure is a thing. Because of plot, you know, nobody kills anyone when they have the chance. But, like, I, I do love Penguin, you know, like, um, very unironically, like, these people don't know anything about loyalty. You know who did know things about loyalty? Fish, Falcone, Maroney. And my first thought was three people that Penguin 
betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> like, as he's lecturing. But I love... Do you I have trans, not- Cody? Fuck I think in, at the end, in like all happy families are alive, I feel like he did. Fair enough, okay. And I, I'm remembering a scene where like Penguin, Falcone, and like Gordon and Bullock are like all like somewhere and they were going to like leave Penguin locked up or something. Or, I'm trying to remember, but I. Nevertheless. He, uh, Penguin's whole thing that season was to. Uh, was to basically, like, you know, be the ruling gang lord and, like, eventually get rid of Falcone so he could. And I think he even mentioned as much to, like, uh, to not Butch, but they had that other guy that betrayed him earlier this season. Gabe. Uh, say what? Gabe. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the Alvarez of thugs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, quite apt. I think I texted you at the beginning. I was like, oh, Alvarez count one, because, like, he's mentioned. So... Oh, what was I saying? This fish showing up when she did was a. I, I, we knew it was coming because of the solicitations, though. But it was still like a nice, you know, surprise and a nice way to end the scene. I honestly forgot. I, I, I forgot. And when she shows up, you see penguins like, Ooh! and I, I, I love her. Like honestly, I was really happy to see her again. Like, 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 like Dan, I'm talking about this. Where like, I actually like the character despite. Not enjoying the most of what, what she's kind of been doing, but I'm not. She's kind of a breath of fresh air because there's been so many annoying characters in the show that like it's fun seeing. Jada it is like it's, it's an old friend coming back too. Like even though we didn't like you know some of the stuff she did in season one, and we hated Dollmaker Island, like mm-hmm. you know it's it, it is fun to see her again. It's like it, it's it's an old friend you know coming yeah. back to high school and, and and throwing shade on everybody like like, like I don't know what you are in the. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's this. Oh, you fish. Hi, Butchie. I was like, yes. Like, that's all I wanted. Would it have been too much? And then Tabitha, that? apparently, I don't know how much, but Tabitha was like, who is this woman? Well, th- this is what happened, and, and Donovan missed this, but I saw it, and his friend Jan saw it. Is, uh, when, when Fish leaves, and like, Butch Lake sighs, oh, what? He doesn't say what a woman. He's like, uh, she always knows how to make an entrance. Tabitha, like, quickly turns her head to look at Butch, like, say what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> get off her dick. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I don't think it's. I never thought it was romance between um, uh, Butch and uh, and Fish, but no, it, no, no, yeah, you're right. I, I didn't. It wasn't romance. But I think. I think it was a very unique kind of love. He, he he respected her, and he like the people on BuzzFeed when they used to do those like weekly Gotham articles that I missed because they were hilarious, and that, and that was where I got the term homeless cop from. Actually, uh, you you can thank them for that little you know joke. Uh, they they said that like you know Butch is always looking at Fish as if to say like, "Are you my mother?" And I remember, <laughs> I, and there was just such a, like you know a love and respect between them in season one, and to to the point where he's it was he wasn't just another hired hand you know like someone like which was which was once, what was once season two happened they kind of really 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 like diminished how much he cared for fish where it's just like he, he only yeah. mentions her in passing. It was really weird because, like, I remember him saying to Selena, like, oh, she's dead and not come." Like, he was very dismissive. Like, like he's like, eh, you know, like, I'm with Penguin now. Who cares about fish? And, like, sweetie, she's dead. She's not coming back. And when he was, like, mad at Penguin, he's like, you cut off my arm. He, he never said anything about, like, Penguin killing fish, which I thought would be something that, like, he would care about. But in any I case. Mean, I mean, I kind of understand him, like, you know, going go, go, ghost at the end of season two. But like I, we were waiting for like a big thing in, at, the start, at the start of this season when they reunited, and they're they're just we're just well, kind of denied was, that. There's a scene where it's like 
they're hunting for fish and it's like penguin and butch together and then like when they find fish penguin is like the only one in the room and like butch is gone like it's like <laughs> he purposely like didn't show up for that scene mm-hmm. and and butch is standing right by penguin the whole time when he's like we're gonna kill fish like he has no problem with this yeah it, it, it's it's like I feel that if we were asked Drew Powell, like, you know, what's up with that, he would say, oh, well, you know, blah, 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 you know, like, company line, you know, right, right, you know, excusing the writers, but, like, it's something that you can't actually explain. They read the scripts, like, when uh, when they film the episodes, like, they don't know what's happening ahead of time. <laughs> because Drew Powell said when we interviewed him, or that that was just me um, at Walker Stalker Con, but it was on the Gotham Chronicle feed, I believe, or, or no, maybe I just put it on the website, but he said that, like, he didn't know if Butch was faking the brainwashing in season one. Like, he said that, like, each week, like, he, he was guessing, like, was Butch really brainwashed or not? But it's, speaking of Butch, like, him and Riddler have so many choice, like, options and chances to, like, shoot Penguin, and they don't. Like, it's, like, the first time when they burst into the apartment, and, like, they point the gun at him. It's over, Penguin, and then all the, all the, uh, the uh, windows the shut off. Lights and... turn red, and, like, you, yeah. like, run case it's like ah oh, if only we had guns in our hands aiming at him to stop him and i i have hated poison ivy this whole season that being said i love like <laughs> one of my favorite scenes of this episode is like <laughs> penguin nervously pacing like where is lean anyway he's like oh i forgot to tell you she called she was acting so weird she was like where are you guys are you alone do you have guns you and that moment, Butch and Riddler just like like walk into the stroll in. Yeah, trouble, me. <laughs> exactly. Oh come on, Selena would never betray us. Oh, um, unless they paid her. Like, and then and then, and then like yeah, Maggie has like oh crap. That's one of the funniest scenes in the like, season. I think. Honestly, like. The chemistry between them is, is actually, like, working. Like, I am enjoying that. Like, I just love how he could, like, barely hold in his anger. And she's, like, she just keeps on saying, like, more stuff. Like, are you alone? Do you have guns? Like, well, she would only betray us for money. Like, I, again, again, the character, as, as you know, depending on the show, sucks. But, like, the actress isn't entertaining. Yeah. I, I did make a mental note that, like, when Barbara Keen is like, come on, Selena, like, tell me where they are, like, I was like, huh, you used to be roommates. You were squatting in her apartment in season one, like, they, they do have a history. I'm <laughs> wondering, like, 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 like uh, I'm wondering if anything's going to happen to Selena in the next few episodes, like, you know, powers-wise, I don't, I, I don't want to see it, because it would mean that, like, you know, cats gave her power, poison gave her powers, whatever, but, like, what was the point of throwing her out the window if it just meant, you know, she'd just be coming back the next episode? I figured something bigger would happen from that. Drama? There was no drama. Yeah, okay. I mean, I mean, what's the point of anything that the show does? That <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. <laughs> okay, I mean, it's, uh, if they never mention her falling out the window again, that's fine. It's, we still have only, like, two hours left this season, and I'm hoping that, like, last season I remember I said like I want Gordon to call Lee I want this whole like Lee baby thing to be resolved before the end of the season and my wish was not granted so like I'm hoping that this doesn't happen again but my wish for like the end of this season is I want an explanation for why Thomas Wayne or somebody made a clone of Bruce Wayne like what the deal with Bruce Riley is like I I want some 
closure with that story. Please. Maybe um, maybe uh, he will be taken by Rachel Ghoul while while Norma Bruce goes back to the Wayne Manor with Alfred. There was a few points when like Bruce was like doing like quasi evil stuff where I was wondering like what if like, the clone? Yeah, yeah, we've not seen Riley since um uh, he beat like, up Alfred. Which like speaking of Bruce, speaking of like Bruce, like I-, I paused it and like sent you a picture. He he was being attacked by a giant turtleneck. Like maybe if it was cutting off the circulation to his brain, and that's why they were able to control him so easily. Because that turtleneck was huge. He uh. I'm on Reddit right now, and I'm, and I'm looking, and, and Devin Mazzotti says, you know, I ho- he hopes that the Court of Owls gives him a Batman suit, because <laughs> I guess Gotham would, Gotham would be doing that. Too soon, but wait, 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 he hopes. Yeah. According to Screen but, Rant. But they they filmed the episode already, so, like, maybe the Court of Owls thing won't be resolved. When, 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 when was this, uh, this is 13 hours ago. Uh, let's see. Okay. Either that spoilers that like Bruce is still like in their thrall, or he's just you know like having fun. It even interview to the Gotham TV podcast. What the hell? <laughs> who is the, who are the Gotham TV podcast, and how can we destroy them? Well, I mean, we could we could always reach out to these people and do interviews. Just it's it honestly takes... we, we've we've done interviews. We don't ever put them on the website. We do. Like, like, you you did interviews for all of the, like, like uh, Brevin McKenzie and Aaron Richards, and has TV yeah. ever seen that? Yeah, there's the whole article. The homeless cop finally finds a home. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I forgot about that. And 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 I know I did one about the interview with Marina Bacarin, and I we, we've used the audio. Um, I should hope so. Yeah, and there, there's more that we haven't used, but I mean it's and we could always interview more. I mean I, I don't like talking about the behind the scenes stuff too much on the podcast because I'm a I'm a very big believer in like don't talk about your plans on the podcast unless like they're literally about to happen don't say oh we're gonna do this this and this because half of the time that never happens so you know i don't want to say oh we're going to plan on doing lots of interviews but i mean yeah like all you have to do is reach out to these people's agents and like talk to them or go to cons and get like brief audio and we are going to comic con this year and you know unless this year is very different than last like you know we will be able to see the gotham cast unless like you know unless Unless we don't get show for gotham or sdcc I don't see why they wouldn't. They renewed for a fourth season, and like that's true. the The television stuff was definitely like kind of minimized last year. Like they didn't have a Hall H thing, and they're kind of like you know they had like forty five minute panels, supposed like an hour or ninety minutes. But we'll see. Well, they had their own panel, but I think WB still did like a Hall H night. I don't remember. No, 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 no. We were there. That that was that was Marvel. That was Marvel's year. Yeah, but and we I mean, for, we were there for hours before that. Yeah, I, I they, didn't, they didn't see. Ball, get, I think they moved to Ballroom Twenty. That's true, but like. Maybe. Uh, whatever. Yeah, it, I, don't, it, I don't think WB set, set foot in Hall H in 2016. So, no comments on the website, but like I said, you know, leave comments, leave iTunes reviews, and um, and send emails to tbu at thebatmanuniverse.net if you want Gotham Chronicle to come back for another season, because remember, um, just because Gotham's coming back for a fourth season, we are not guaranteed it unless... Uh, Dustin thinks that you guys want us back. Yeah, Dustin and, can get sick of our impressions of him at any second now. <laughs> I was sick of those years ago. <laughs> I'm checking to see if we have an extra iTunes review two years ago. Oh, iTunes reviews? Yeah, I'm not seeing that. Okay, no. uh, not in America. I have, uh, but, food, I have the futon credit opened up ready. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll do futon credit and then I'll talk about what our secret plans are for next week. Well, not secret. Yeah, you I mentioned, mentioned it last time. <laughs> 
Well, I mentioned it last time, but like this time, I have to actually like give a URL because it's going to be like their last chance and everything. So, well, um, <laughs> that was pretty hate machine. Pretty hate machine. Next week's episodes because it's two episodes, um, and airing in one night because they took that long break, so they had to like really, you know, like cram this in there. Uh, the first one is called Destiny Rising, and the second one's called Heavy Dirty Soul. And on Futon Critic, the first one's called Destiny Calling. Oh, Destiny Calling. <laughs> and the Futon Critic like ran out of space in their title line because both titles are in there. That like Heavy Dirty Soul is one word. Yeah, I saw that. I- I'm thinking that it won't be like that in the official episode title. That Futon Critic just had to do that, but maybe maybe that is the title. With the deadly virus spreading throughout the city, the search for the antidote continues. As Fish Mooney, the Riddler. And Penguin reveal plans of their own. Bruce meets Ra's al Ghul, or Ra's al Ghul, we'll see, we'll, see, we'll see this week, and completes his task, his last task, in order to fulfill his destiny, but realizes he can't let go of his past. Not another flashback needle. Meanwhile, Gordon tries to win back Lee. That was the line I was referring to. What? Right. <laughs> 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 he, he stands outside of her um, apartment wearing um, a big, like, Heart costume and then the ukulele. If you think I'm ugly and <laughs> you want my company, <laughs> come on, honey, let me know. <laughs> and past alliances within Gotham City are broken, while new alliances are formed in this all new special two hour Heroes Rise, Destiny Calling, Heroes Rise, Dirty Little So. We have uh, Jada Pinkett Smith as Fish Mooney, Alexander Sadiq. Oh, I thought his Sidic. last name was Jada was debuts i was like debuts like but i realized they're saying he debuts as raz al Ghul. and then the other guest cast is um uh firefly victor freeze and bd wong <laughs> back- <laughs> firefly victor freeze back- and bd wong you know all the villains names <laughs> back for a victory lap he goes strange okay so I saw the promo, and, and the only thing I got from it was, like, I had to freeze frame because two people were kissing, and, like, I tried to see who it was. It looks like it's Gordon and Lee. Yeah, that's definitely who they are, yeah. So I guess, like, it, this is kind of like Smallville. Like, both of them have red kryptonite now, and whenever, like, that's, that's, were, what I, that's what I said to Jay. I was like, this, this reminds me, I, I hate to say it again, but it reminds me of Smallville. Yeah, so, like, they're going to, like, you know, while they're high on red kryptonite, you know, have, have sex with each other, I guess. And maybe after that, Gordon will be like, I have to win Lee back. <laughs> How, where should I take her? How about that cottage, you know, on on that cliff by the beach? That's where you killed her husband. Oh, good. <laughs> so, so she won't have any bad memories there. I, I, I'm willing to see. Okay, like, I think it's too soon for him to win her back, to try and win her back after everything that's happened. Like, it's, it's too rushed. Uh, I don't know. So their relationship has gone to so many places this season. Now, that being said, if you want to listen to next week's episode of Gotham Chronicle live and chat with us in a chat window as we're recording the episode, you know, you could maybe you'll be able to call into. There is a call in feature, you know, but we're going to do a live recording next week, as I mentioned, and go to blogtalkradio.com slash the Batman universe. And um, you'll be able to, like, see information about that, you know, when the episode's, you know, going to be recorded. But basically, um, the episode's going to be airing from, it's two hours. Let me just double confirm this, that it's going to be eight to nine before I make an idiot. Yeah, it's going to, okay, or eight to ten. It's going to be eight to ten. 
So at, you know, sometime around 10 or 10.15 after the episode has ended, we will um, start our live uh, stream, you know, basically doing our final episode of the season. Um, is it okay if I say who's coming on, or is that... Uh... Yeah, uh, Donovan's friend, Jan, who he's been mentioning the last few episodes, and who I mentioned a few times this time, uh, she'll be joining us, and she's been tirelessly prepping for this by listening to everything that we ever recorded about Gotham and, like, binging the entire series in the span of a month. So she can't wait to share her thoughts on that. And Dustin's always a treat. So we Yeah, haven't... we didn't ask him. I'd love to get him back because he's not been on all season. Well, this, like, live streaming feature, you can, like, cold call people. We should, like, call Dustin, call Stella. I actually want to, like, call Stella and, like, play a game with her where we, like, name, like, four outrageous things that, like, happened in the finale, and she has to guess, like, which one's the lie and which one's the truth. <laughs> like, that'll be fun, because she, she yeah, because she hasn't been watching Gotham. But, yeah, no, please, uh, join us join us for the live show, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash the Batman Universe. Uh, we also put up a Facebook event to remind people of it, so uh, if you're connected with the Batman Universe or with Don or myself on Facebook, you'll be able to find it, but... Holy cow, we are winding down another year. Another year of homeless cops, gang war. <laughs> it never changed, did it, even though it did? Yeah, like, he had a home this year, but it's like, what I've told Don off Mike because we've had to talk about the homeless cop thing, I said, honestly, it's like the final seasons of Sabrina the Teenage Witch where she was in her 20s and, like, in college and, like, graduated college, like, and she was still Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And how Smallville was called Smallville, even though, like, he was living in Metropolis and like working in Metropolis at the end, and it's it's just a, they call that an artifact title, you know, stuff like that. So he's always going to be homeless, cop to me. It, it, it has it has less to do with his residence as it is like his attitude, his state of mind. Until Gordon, you know, like starts you know taking throat medication and starts being calm and starts playing by the rules, he'll always be homeless, cop. One day, you know, in our hearts. Yeah, in our hearts and in our address books. The final shot. Is, the final shot is him pulling out a key and walking to his own home. <laughs> no, and then just like Smallville, it like blacks out before the door opens, like, <laughs> and you just hear the Danny Elfman Batman music. Proving that this this all truly was a waste of time. This is all a prequel to Batman '89. Like he walks down a hallway looking like Ben McKinnon. This is a prequel to Pat Hangel, only a homer's deed. He passes through a door, and then like when he gets to the other side of the door, he looks like Pat Hangel, and he's like, ah. And now to go to Bruce Wayne's party. I hope that Alexander Knox doesn't bother me there. And who? Grisham. That was the guy they were after, right? Yeah. <laughs> Boss Grissom. Why, maybe this will even be the night that we finally catch Bosch Grisham and Jack Napier <laughs> fade to black. <laughs> Revealing that this entire thing took place, like, let's say, in 1974. That would make no sense, because, like, we've had cell phones. Like, Shut like, up. Stop trying to pretend that, like, that this is, like, Art Deco, like Batman the Animated Series. Like, stop trying to say it before Batman, Batman 89. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. So, until next time, this is Josh. This is Don. Like, run, homeless cop!
homeless, homeless cop looking for you. Homeless, homeless cop, where are you? Buried alive by Lee. Oh, the shows are here. <laughs> the TCPD is here looking for you. Don't take out the tech virus. Homeless, <laughs> scrappy deppy <laughs> dude. <laughs> homeless cop. Da 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 da. This, this is the season of Gotham where all the celebrities show up. Like, like <laughs> Queen Latifah and Tom Hiddleston and Tom Cruise. <laughs> In this episode, Homeless Cop teams up with... Uh, the Abbott family. <laughs> who, 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 who's, who's like some B-list, like, you know, like, like, sorry. Like, like, like Psy, like, like, like uh, the Korean superstar with, with the Gangnam Style. <laughs> In this episode, Homeless Cop teams up with William Hong. <laughs> 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 oh no, William Hung. We're surrounded by fish moonies, fish ass. What do we do? I don't know, Gordon. She sure bangs. Like, what? <laughs> or, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I'm sorry. In this episode, almost pop things up with the cash me outside girl. Oh my god. Or um, or, I'm just thinking of like like. <laughs> <laughs> homeless mom and Chewbacca, or homeless cop and Chewbacca mama, like, you know, tied to, um, like, <laughs> a, like a 1960s death trap, like, this looks like the end Chewbacca mom. <laughs> what do we do, Gordon? <laughs> oh, he just smacks him, like, what is Daddy Cannon and Don Stevens thinking? And Bruno, um, Heller, like, what the fuck are they thinking? <laughs> Why is William Otto going to show? <laughs> He's not been relevant in 15 years. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I mean, that's what it was with, like, those scoot. It was, like, you know, like, Laurel and Hardy and, like, stuff yeah, like that. And the Harlem Globetrotter was the most famous one. Batman and Robin, like, a decade after the season show. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, Sonny and Cher, like, uh, like, basically, like, like kid-like pop stars, I'm trying to The Parchers family? What's, were they on that? Oh god, my guts! <laughs> oh, it would be like Jim Carrey or something. Like in this episode, homeless cop teams up with Ace Ventura, pet detective. Like, is it, yeah, you know, it's like popular, like in the last cycle or something of like popularity. Like, <laughs> we gotta find, you know, that like the, we gotta find the mafia pet killer. What do you think, Ace? Oh, righty then, homeless cop. It looks like the footprints lead that way. Ah, man. Uh, it's, my, my stomach actually really hurts. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. In this episode, Homeless Cop teams up with Austin Powers. <laughs> Groovy, baby. <laughs> awesome, this is no time to be hitting on the ladies. <laughs> Besides, save one for me. Rao. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Homeless Cop, you're shagging <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna kill oh. me. You're gonna kill me. <laughs> My stomach can't take much more. Of I'm imagining like them doing like a buddy like dance routine, like. 